hide there. You listening to Sparkle Motion? Oh, good for you. Hello and welcome to the Sparkle Motion podcast. This week we're going to be discussing a little bit of Black Panther and uh, the new release Ladybird. You're here with me, Luke, and I'm joined by the man that can only be described as the Owen Grady to my blue, Kia Young. Nice. I was being. I was being. That was, uh, that's, my, that's my best philosophy. I was being. I, was being I gave you. I gave you the Owen Grady to uh, blue the Raptor. You did me a real. Uh... A real honour telling me about the 25th anniversary Funko Pops oh, for I know. Jurassic Park. They look cool, don't they? I just needed every single one of them in my life. You know, when people say, I need this in my life, I always think like, oh, come yeah. on, get over it. And you saw the collection. I saw that, I was just like, oh my goodness. Everything's amazing. <laughs> I understand it. <laughs> I'm not even that into collecting them. I've got a little group. I think that's it. Yeah. And, uh, and I saw them and I was like, oh. mm. well, it's Jurassic Park and... Yeah, usually, usually a Funko Pop collection comes along, and I think to myself, mm, "Yeah, I like that one. I want yeah. that one, but I wanted every single one yeah. of them." Mm-hmm. Even it irritates me actually, though, when you see the other, what is it, a Walmart over in America? They get all these exclusives. Oh yeah, none of them are up for sale over here. No, if you want those, you're gonna have to spend 130 quid to get, to get it over it posted. here. <laughs> and a real Star Wars nerd like me, it happens a lot. Probably cheaper just lot. to go. Uh... Go over. Yeah, yeah, case. true. Yeah, <laughs> if I were to buy six of them, that's a flight at least. <laughs> I don't know. What have you been watching? So, mostly just been watching Grey's Anatomy. Great. <laughs> you still on that? <laughs> we're just hammering it. But yeah, I watched um, the film you reviewed a little while ago, which was the Borg McEnroe. Oh right, yeah, you enjoy? Which, oh, I loved it. Yeah, it was really yeah. good. Definitely nice. worth a watch. Yeah, it is definitely it's worth a watch. Good, uh, interesting film. I think you said something. Um, in that McEnroe was a much more compelling character. I think a bit of a hothead, but I think because of the way he was, you could relate to him a little bit more. Mm. I don't know. So, but yeah, I think you're right. I really enjoyed uh, those scenes at the end when they're playing the match and it's all from the different perspectives above and to the side. I like the little point in the game where it's almost getting away from McEnroe Uh and he's getting the other, the, the, two minute break or whatever it is they have and as they sat there at the side Borg's just sat there really chilled yeah like as a drink of water wipes himself down like there's nothing happening there's no pressure on him Uh and McEnroe's getting really frustrated and he's ruffling his bag and he's getting and as they step up and walk past each other Borg just goes it's a good match just relax and play your tennis you're doing well yeah I thought that was really cool that just that bit of class yeah I um I like the way at the very end of the film though it it gives you a little bit of information as to like the relationship after that yeah. point they go on to become best friends and like he was best, best man, man for his wedding and yeah, yeah I think it's quite it's quite yeah, it's nice a good film story. I had this idea that I wanted to do a uh, either a YouTube series or a podcast where you go through history with films with films and uh, you'd have to probably start off with biblical ones really to start off with uh, and basically just pick out all the inaccuracies I was thinking that actually. Uh, as I was watching them, thought, how accurate is it? I wonder if they're watching it or if they've seen it, the two yeah. of them, and think, no, that didn't happen this week. Yeah. That week, you know, and I'd never used to do things like that. Because mm. it even goes back to the childhood, doesn't it? And certain things about them growing up and how accurate are all those details? Yeah. I mean, they must be fairly anyway for a film like that. But in general, when you get these true stories, again, last week we were discussing uh, Me Before You and yeah. you mentioned Breathe and that How film, is that it? film yeah. is. I mean, the the son was yeah. one of the producers on the exactly, film, so yeah. it's going it's going to be more accurate than most true stories. So what you know, 
mm. how this compares. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Compared to, say, a film like Noah, yeah. which has got weird rock monsters exactly, instead of yeah. Nephilim. Yeah. yeah, a bit peculiar. And he's quite an aggressive, yeah. nasty man. I uh, I uh, cooled it down a little bit on the old Grey's Anatomy. Um, Have you? It's surprising how unrealistic Grey's Anatomy is. Oh, it is. After sitting in uh, yeah. A&E for, well, not A&E, uh, in hospital on Sunday night, I sat there for what seemed like four hours. Yeah. And not once did I see a McDreamy. No. I had some gross old man snoring next to me while my poor wife was sat in a bed in pain. So what you were saying is you were hoping to be sat there while she was mm. in discomfort, but actually... What, just... checking out the doctors? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, Luke. <laughs> I wanted to see McDream. <laughs> yeah, so that's what you were trying to do. No, she got discharged and uh, and I said, oh, do you want to watch some Grey's Anatomy? And she what? just looked at me and went, no. no. I've seen enough hospitals. Like, Tree, I suppose you have spent the past 73 hours, or 74 hours in, uh, oh, it would be 72 hours, yeah, 72 hours in hospital. So I appreciated why she didn't want to watch that necessarily. We could actually have just done a whole separate podcast on Grey's Anatomy, couldn't we? We could have, yeah. Episode by right. episode. We're going to have to catch up before we can do a, uh, a relevant one. Yeah, true. <laughs> or we could have a sub-podcast where we just watch yeah, Grey's Anatomy. Review it. At no point when we started doing this podcast did I think that I was going to get into a, what, 2004 no. medical drama. I didn't myself, to be fair. It was I blame Alicia. It is Alicia's fault for getting us into it. Damn you. What else you seen? What else have I seen? Black Panther. You seen Black that? Panther, we have. Yeah, we're going to review that shortly. Uh, mm. I've been playing quite a few video games as well, actually, recently. One called Celeste, which is the hardest game I've ever played. I saw that on Twitter. You put yeah, it in, didn't you? I did. Yeah. There's some pretty good characters in there, though. For a 2D game mm-hmm. that is just a little, what you would expect to be a platformer, it goes into the black cloud of depression and has these really compelling little characters in it and yeah just totally falling in love with the game and the game is hard enough for you to spend 15 minutes each level racking your brains how to get through it and you want to get through it just to get to more yeah more storyline from these little 2d characters right yeah really good i'd get it's got my seal of approval i'd uh spark emotion recommends stamp of approval i i also watched early man recently as well oh yeah not a massive football man myself. I know you are, but I just thought it was a decent film. It's not, you know, it wasn't the same caliber as necessarily as Wallace and Gromit, Wallace and Gromit, or Chicken Run. I think that's got a, Wallace and Gromit's always going to have a lot of nostalgia for us, though, hasn't it? Just with the age yeah. we were when it came out, certainly so you're is. Not, you're not going mean, to. I think if Wallace and Gromit came out again, you'd we'd all be quite excited to see it, wouldn't we? Certainly would, yeah. Especially when like that uh, Baker's dozen, or is it a matter something of life and bread? Yeah, Matter of Life and Bread. Yeah, that's brilliant, that. But I know that this one was Nick Park's first solo di- directorial. Right. So maybe whoever was helping him in the, in the originally maybe was just putting a slight spin on it. Maybe. Giving it the edge it needed. But definitely worth a watch. It's a strong seven. Cool. You know, but Wallace and Gromit, it's a ten in it, really. Yeah. So it's still under a chicken run. Still under chicken run. Under Pirates. Pirates was good. So it's the worst of the lot. It is the worst but of the lot. Good. But that's like saying, I don't know, you're the least attractive member of Grey's Anatomy crew, you know? They're all a good, good. nine ten. 
And we need to stop talking about Grey's Anatomy, don't we? Aye, probably. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to stop asking me what I've been watching. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Um, so, I also watched the Maze Runner as well. Oh, yeah. Mm. See, I was looking forward to that. and I feel uh, with Maze Runner the same way I feel about Hunger Games. Yeah. Now, I've only seen the first two Hunger Games, and I will eventually see the other two. Is the is the other two? It's a two parter, isn't it? Three and four of Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. There are there are. So it's like one film that's been split to two because mm. it was just too long. Essentially, this one they it? could have because it was like two and a half hours right. long. It felt. They should See, have Hunger just Games. Made it. I watched the first two. Yeah, and then the third one I watched, and it was just so boring for that's me. That's why I didn't watch it. Yeah, and then people say well, the fourth one's really good, but it can't have had anywhere near as high a box office as the first no, two. It, the it first just, two were really good. Yeah, they were decent. And then the same was the, the other one that I was thinking of because I saw it the other night. Mm. I didn't watch it all. I've seen it before, but was uh, Divergent. Yeah. You've got Divergent. Oh, and yeah. Then I found that really teary. Yeah. Detergent. Detergent. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the Divergent, the first one, yeah. was, it, was quite good. Yeah. I quite. But they're all the same sort of film. Yeah. Post-apocalyptic. Teens. I can't remember which is which. <laughs> you, not, not that I can't remember yeah, which, I, which I obviously know which, but when that was on the other night and I know I've seen it before I said I might have even seen it twice Divergent mm. and then it came on the TV the other day I was like oh I'll watch a little bit of this I was like I don't remember any of this yeah I feel like this this whole post-apocalyptic YA films yeah. are um, oh well I wouldn't say they're a trope because they're certainly a genre but um, I think that the young audience deserves a better film. I think you could have almost got rid of all of those mm. and made one really good series. Yeah. Maybe if you combined them all together and yeah. made three films. Man, you you, I suppose that's being a bit ungenerous to Hunger Games. They're all they're all they're, decent. they're all adapted books though, aren't they? Yeah. So Aye. it makes me a bit worried for there's that film coming out soon, uh, Chaos Walking. Okay. That's got Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley. Yes. And uh, I think I got halfway through that book. It's set on a different planet. Right. So while it is kind of a post-apocalyptic film, it's on a different planet anyway. Fair so um, I'm hoping that that one maybe will flip the genre on its head, if you will. Yeah. Like, you never know. Right. So not, not that thrilled with it? Not that thrilled. I would say it was probably over, over in Divergent, under... The worst of the. Uh, Do you think it'd have helped if you films? watched the first two again before you went to see it? Yeah, I feel like um, I should have watched, gone on YouTube or something, and watched a, a recap of a video yeah. of the. So just see where you're up two. to. Yeah. Because I think that's half. Like I say, the third, divergent, insurgent. Mm. I wouldn't know what's going on. It's just very baggy it. as well. Yeah. There's bits where they're staring at each other and someone's about to fall off the side of a cliff. Yeah. And you're like, no, if you were going to fall off that cliff, you'd have fallen off there about seven or eight seconds ago. Yeah. But we've got to have these smoldering stares at each other like, ooh, He's ooh, gone. I'm going to die. You're not going to die. I'm going to save you. Oh, no, but the cliffs, it's crumbling. It's not going to crumble. I'm going to carry on staring at you. And he's just like, oh, crying out loud, just grab hold of her. <laughs> <laughs> Do my head in. <laughs> That's that. That's that. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, should we talk about Black Panther? Yeah, I think that's probably the way to go. Yeah. What but did you think? I've got mixed feelings on it. Yeah. I thought it was an entertaining film, which Marvel always do. They, yeah. they don't fail to entertain. I just don't think it gave us anything new. 
And we, I agree Other with you there. Obviously, the the race black cast. Yeah, there's a full which black cast. Yeah, is really good that they've you know managed to mm. get into a film. But the actual story was nothing new. Yeah, you're right there. I think that's something that they were really pushing, isn't it? The yeah. fact that um, it was a, know, predominantly, a predominantly black cast. And yeah. in terms of a, a like a, a massive budget, I think it's just about to. Uh, pass a, a billion dollars yeah. worldwide, and uh, yeah, no no film with a full black cast has ever made a billion dollars worldwide. That's that you know that's that's amazing in itself. No, well, it's not amazing that it could do that. It's it's a mild it's a milestone, yeah, you know, proving box. proving these executives and these movie producers wrong. Yeah, um, it's certainly not the first film to ever have a predominantly you know a full black cast. Right, um, but I felt like for the amount of emphasis put on that yeah it kind of got in the way of the actual story yeah. you know and the story is black panther's dad died like he in, in the avengers civil war yeah captain america's civil oh, that war was it. and he is now king of wakanda and cool. takes on the mantle of the black panther and then his well i suppose we're gonna have to go full spoilers for this aren't we really yeah just go spoilers it's gonna full be full spoilers, spoilers. So his cousin, War was it? I wanted to say Warhammer, uh, Kilgrave. No, is it? No, Kilgrave is from uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jones. Jessica Jones. Funny enough, that came out yesterday, didn't it? The series still Killmonger. That's it. He came out. He he didn't come out yesterday. He, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> he came. He came out of the closet. No, um, he came. He comes and challenges him basically. I think there is a scene where he's in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> now, what did you think of uh, Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan? I'm a fan of Michael B. Jordan. Mm. I think he's a cracking actor. Really good. And actually, even in the trailers, I thought he's going to be standout in this. And you could see it, and he really was. Um, his character, I enjoyed the way he got it across. Brilliant! Really, he, he he was really good performance. I I don't think I've actually seen him in something that I've thought he's been bad. Do you think maybe that Ryan Coogler has anything to do with that? In that, like Ryan Coogler's three for three now in the films he's directed. He did Fruitvale Station. Oh right, yeah, which was Michael, Michael B. B. Jordan, Jordan wasn't it? Yeah. And that was absolutely brilliant film. That yeah, I've got that in my watch list. Actually, I've not um, seen that yet. And then obviously he did Creed. Yeah. And uh, I heard he's not he's not directing Creed too, is he? Right. I think that's uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's directing that, which I think is a shame myself. I think that's a real shame. But um, yeah, yeah, because I think that Creed, Creed, I think the worry was that it it was obviously a, a sort of continuation mm. of Rocky, but it was never going to quite be the same. Yeah, and I think they they almost rebooted it. Yeah, in a in a new way, but. A, that still had that link to kind of like kind of like Force Awakens was a reboot of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, and I thought he did it. He did a really good job of that. But it was sympathetic enough to the baggage it had. Yeah, that it could carry on. Yeah. So this film, I preferred Killmonger. Kill. Yeah, yeah Killmonger right. to Black Panther. Yeah, I did. Watching Black Panther in Civil War, I thought he was a brilliant character. I really right. loved him in that, and I was thinking, oh, I can't wait for this Black Panther film to come along. Yeah. But he never really lived up to the expectation that Civil War built for us. Yeah. Because that scene in a Civil War where 
there's the uh, I can't remember the villain's name in uh, Civil War, but uh, he puts a gun to his his neck, doesn't he? And then Black Panther goes, "The living are not done with you yet." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> this guy's awesome!" Yeah, and he was really cat-like. And we only get what like one or two cat scenes where he's up in the tree near the beginning. Yeah, and when they're in that um, like a Vegas style. Oh right, yeah, yeah that a one, casino. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> in, a casino like... in in Korea. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. I think I think Killmonger was the the better character of the two. Yeah. In the film, and one you know, fair play to uh, Ryan Coogler for having this in the film where you could really, I felt, um, I felt compassion for him when he was saying like, my brothers and sisters have been being killed and enslaved for centuries. I'm going to go and liberate them all. Yeah. I remember thinking like, yeah, go for it, Paul. It was the fact that. He, he could recognise that Wakanda had done nothing. They mm. just isolated themselves while everyone else struggled. Yeah. I th- and it made sense. Mm. It does make sense. That is one problem I had, though, yeah. is when like Black Panther's kind of just saying, like, if it had just gone, yeah, I appreciate what you're saying. I tell you what, there's going to be an alien invasion soon. Yeah. This guy, this purple raisin guy is going to come out the the sky. He's probably going to want to, you know, take over the joint. Why don't you and me and the rest of the Avengers, why don't we protect the human race rather than just African races, you right. know? And then he could have maybe got him on side because I felt, I felt the death of, of him just was a bit lousy. I'd like to have seen him as another, to continue. Yeah. I'd like to have seen his character continue. Yeah, me Definitely. too. Um, it'd have almost been like um, Iron Man with American Patriot. Mm. I know he wasn't bad to start with, but he's almost like yeah, brings him on side. Mini Iron Man, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I get what you're saying there. I feel that um, had had they taken the the grand, the bigger picture of the Marvel universe into consideration, possibly, yeah, you know. But obviously, it showed like he had all those scars on his body where they were all people he killed, and they were all people that he killed with the sole intention of taking over Wakanda, getting him to that place in his life. There was a lot of them, wasn't there? But I felt like that would have been so much of a better character or story point for him to change him. Yeah, it was a bit too... You kind of knew it was coming, didn't you? That Yeah. Thing. I appreciate that it was a well-directed film and it the story made sense. And at the very end where they're all fighting, you knew what they were all fighting for. Yeah. But I just didn't feel that what they were fighting for was good enough. No. I, d- I just thought the film was, it felt like another Iron Man film. Yeah. That it was just, it didn't offer anything. I think they're getting like that, the Marvel films, that the origin stories especially. Mm. There's, there's the hero, a villain, a bat, you know, a bit of a build-up, a big battle at the end, mm. and that's it. One of them wins and the villain dies. There's, I don't know how else you can do with it, I guess, I guess. Well, I would have preferred that for for instance, there if they just got the villain on the side, yeah, and you would have been like, "Whoa, yeah, big twist around." Right, that's cool. You know, we're not seeing that yet, and I don't think it would have took a lot to turn him around. Yeah, and I mean, it's we not just like... had to show him the sunset a bit sooner. Mm. Obviously, we've had that done with like Loki, but obviously he's constantly still still like on, yeah, you, know, you can't you never trust know. him. Can't trust him. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Mm. What did you make of um, Andy Serkis? Yeah, big disappointment there for me for when he died. <laughs> I wish he'd taken him to Wakanda and then killed him in front of the yeah. rest of them. 
Oh, that they made, yeah. I, I guess he, he couldn't have really, could he? Just with the way that well, he could yeah. have, I guess. But I just, I feel like had they, had he sort of like made a bit of a song and dance, like I'm here and I've got Andy Serkis with me and then Black Panther. Ulysses Claw. Yeah, that's it, Ulysses Claw. And then Black Panther. I'm calling people by just the names that I can remember them by. <laughs> and Daniel Kaluuya. Would he just been like, yeah, that's the guy we want. And then if yeah. he'd have just like killed him then in front of him, they'd have been like, whoa, what are you doing, pal? Didn't expect that. Yeah. And then he'd be like, I mean business. <laughs> but instead, you've just got Andy Circus cowering in the back of a, a car somewhere. Well, you dragged him along, didn't he? And then mm. he showed him to, is it Daniel Kaluuya's character? Yeah. And then he was the one who managed to convince everyone that he needs to be seen. Yeah. It almost made Ulysses Claw fairly useless. Yeah. Useless Claw. Sorry. <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> Useless Claw. Uh, I think it's turning into a new trope now, isn't it, with uh, Andy Circus in Disney films. You build him up in the first one and then you kill him off in the second one. He's gone. He's gone. We had that in Star Wars. We had it in Black Panther and Civil War. As long as, maybe it's in his contract that, all right, you can kill me off in the second one, but I need another franchise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kill me off in the second one. Shove me in something else. He'll be the uh, Sean Bean of the world in 20 years' time. <laughs> well, I hope not. What's wrong with Sean Bean? Well, yeah, Sean Bean's good, but... We've never seen him survive. Better, <laughs> exactly, yeah. That is a trope now, isn't it? Where, where, where's that going? Where's it, is it going in the the Marvel collection? Is it going top, middle, or, or bottom third? I think middle. Middle third, yeah? Middle, yeah, definitely middle. I'd say top of the middle third. Yeah, yeah. Because it was certainly good. They know what they're doing, though, don't they, Disney? It's well worth a watch. I mean, I know I'm saying it's not offering anything new, but it's still well worth a watch. Yeah, because the characters are good. Yeah. The characters are well worth watching. I don't think I'd rush to see it again. I know there's people no. that have watched it like two, three, four times. Yeah. I'd, I would watch it again if it was on, but I wouldn't rush mm. to see it again. Are you going to be doing any kind of marathoning before Infinity War? Watching them all again before the Grand? I could do with watching the... Um, Civil War again. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember it so well. It's 18 films, isn't it? We've got to get can't through. do all them. No. <laughs> do we have to start it now? Or Probably, have to start yeah. It's about out three next weeks month, ago. April. 18 films. I can't get yeah. through 18 films before April. Aye. I don't think I'd be able to get hold of them either. That's a good point. You've got Ant-Man and, and Doctor Strange on Netflix and then the rest of them. You'd struggle a bit, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh. I probably do it every year for Star Wars anyway, but <laughs> I'm not ready to commit. So, middle, middle of the road. Mm, I'd say it was better than Ant-Man. Yeah. And I liked Ant-Man, but it was not as good as... I was going to say it wasn't as good as that last Thor film, but I think it was in a different yeah. way. But the only reason is, I don't think you can actually compare them, because the last Thor film was more of a comedy yeah. than an action film. You know, I will give it though, is the fact that its humour wasn't overbearing. No. Whereas that's one problem we had a little bit, wasn't it, with, yeah. with Thor? Is oh, we laughed all the way through, but sometimes you wanted it a little bit toned little, down. Yeah, tone it down a little bit. Yeah. But there's a couple of chuckles in it, but not... Yeah, not, not not too overbearing. Yeah. Yeah. I would put it underneath Thor myself. Hmm. I, probably, say, I think I came out enjoying Thor a lot more. Yeah. But then again, it's on the other side that... Saying that, this film I wasn't racing to go and watch, but again, I quite fancied seeing it. Yeah. Thor was a bit the same that I, I was quite looking forward to it, but I wasn't like opening day, oh, I want to be mm. there. So, and when we did see Thor, we saw it by chance trying to watch Blade Runner, but 
the yeah. times were wrong. So <laughs> when we went to watch Blade Runner, I just didn't have anything in my mind ready. I went to watch Thought. There was nothing oh, right, yeah, there yeah, yeah. in my mind set for it. And I think it just overstepped the expectations I had for right, it okay. in the comedy side of it. I think that's that what we were saying, though, is the expectations were set so high, weren't they? Yeah. You know, people hyping on about it, you know. Oh, there's things saying this is the best Marvel movie Marvel ever. Film, yeah, yeah. And it was just... No, it isn't. No, it's not. There's articles coming out about it being the best, you know, the best film on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. You're like, no, more people have seen it and said it's good. That's all it is. It's just... <laughs> and, yeah, it is a good film. It's just not the best. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the best one they've made. No. Not in my opinion, anyway. Lady Bird. Lady Bird? Is that your given name? Yeah. Why is it in quotes? I gave it to myself. It's given to me by me. Lady Bird always says that she lives on the wrong side of the tracks, but I always thought that that was like a metaphor. But there are actual train tracks. What do you think of Lady Bird? I loved it. I did too. From the beginning to the end. I had high brilliant. expectations for this as well. I, did. I think I put this in one of my top three of the year, yeah. didn't I? And it was nominated for, what, Greta Gerwig as... Best Director. Yep. And it was nominated for Best Film as well. I think it definitely should have been. Yeah. I think compared to, say, Shape of Water, certainly should have been. I think it's up there with Shape of Water. I mean, obviously Shape of Water did win, but... It did. Do you think it was deserving? Yeah. Yeah? I think so. It, I, think, I think when we did discuss Shape of Water, it had issues that needed hammering out a little bit, mm. but... Yeah, I think it was definitely one of the better films. At no point, because I felt that, personally, I know a lot of people disagree with this, but I felt that The Shape of Water was just a bit too long. But I felt that this, Lady Bird, was just perfectly paced the whole way through. I'd, I think out of the four films, out of the four films, the eight films that were up for mm. Best Picture, I've seen four of them. Right. And out of the four I've seen, Shape of Water and Lady Bird were my favourites. Yeah. And I would have put Ladybird over Shape of Water. Just. Yeah. I'm surprised it didn't win, really, because, you know, everybody liked it. I think everybody liked it, but not everybody loved it. Yeah. And I think more people loved. If you've got enough people loving Shape of Water rather than disliking it. Yeah. You know, obviously it's going to get the vote if you love something compared to if liking something. See, I'd go and watch this again. Yeah, tomorrow. I'm going to watch I know it you're again going. now. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> so. But, um, do, what do you think, though? Like, because I'd say this is a perfect film for anybody in 2018, aged between 25 and 35, because that yeah, well, is it's, it's set in 2003, isn't it? So I would have been what 14? I was 16. So I was just starting college that year. Yeah, all that music. She's what? So she's she about 18 in the film? Yeah, she's applying for colleges, isn't she? Yeah. So seven, oh, she's 17 going on 18, isn't she, in the film? Right, okay. So I felt like uh, underst understood a lot of cultural references. Yeah. You know? But I think I don't necessarily think that that is something that anyone would have to take into consideration watching it, just because I think the whole film is basically her and her struggle being raised in a working-class family her struggle to try and find herself. Just find out what she is and you know. where she fits. Mm. Now, it reminded me a bit of a film. Have you ever seen Submarine? No, I've not, actually. I've got that in my watch list. Oh, I mean, Submarine, yeah, yeah. Submarine's brilliant. Uh, that that was a Richard Ayoade film. Yeah. And I remember just so many parts of that film, like the, the character, 
he goes through a hat phase. And I remember being like, oh my goodness, I went through a hat phase. <laughs> and this stuff happening to Ladybird, like she's giving herself a name, Ladybird, hasn't she? Yeah. She's creating a character for herself, isn't she? Yeah, she's she, she's she's desperate to grow up and become yeah. something, isn't she? And I just saw so much of myself in that in this character. Did you? I saw bits, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Just it's that late teens, mid to late teens, isn't yeah. it? Trying to create who you want to be. Yeah. And then I kind of got past that, and you realised, no, I'm not anything like any of that. <laughs> <laughs> no exactly yeah i remember like it just even her first kiss and what have you i was just like cringing or loving it but cringing <laughs> just remember just thinking like <laughs> like i remember that and i remember you put so much emphasis on things don't you yeah you know i, I definitely think that come december this is going to be in my top five favorite films. i think it will be i think it's mm. going to be my film of the year yeah at the moment it's going to be yeah, hard to knock it, it off it definitely is for me but then it was quite Funny because it's it's Greta Gerwig. Mm -hmm. Is it her first? I think it's her first directorial yeah. debut. Because she was in twenty. We were talking last week, weren't we? Yeah. She was in Twentieth Century Women. She had a good character in that. Um, I heard an interview with her actually. Yeah. And she said she's based it in her hometown, and Ladybird is who she wished she'd have been a bit braver, bit bit been a bit more like. Right. To be that brave and you know step out of. You know, he kind of always just molded into being, I guess. Yeah, not being afraid to break out of the, the mold and what people expected of her. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like she's she's looked back at her childhood, taken a little bit, but then created a character that it would have been interesting to be. Mm. I just felt like it, it touched all these same things that everybody goes through. Everybody goes through a bit of a a phase of liking older bands as well, don't they? Yeah, like she got into. Was it David Bowie? I can't remember. Or oh, she's listening to some music. Do you remember ever listening, like listening to music and then saying to like your mum and dad, like, "Have you ever heard of the Smiths?" I remember doing Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> yeah. I found this brilliant Jimi Hendrix, and mum's like, "Yeah, yeah." All, all my brothers had the albums yeah. in the sixties. I remember doing that to my mum. I think Jimi Hendrix played in Nelson, yeah. which is like a smaller town next door to Burnley. <laughs> mum being like, "Yeah." Saw him in Burnley. I think she saw him. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, and uh, just saying things like, you ever heard of this band? And you're just like, yeah, like they've been around for 30 odd years. He wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Oh, mum, you wouldn't understand. You, you don't know who the Clash are. Yeah, I do. I've got the records in the attic or something. Saw him live three yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just thinking that you're so much cooler. But it really, that was really the funny thing though. Is that the film almost felt like it was just about becoming your parents. Yeah. For as much as you are trying to rebel or become the person you want to be, there's that scene where she's shopping with her mum and they're arguing. And then she picks the dress out. And then she's like, oh, yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. You know, and then they're back to being best friends again. Yeah. I quite like that because then they were arguing, then they picked the dress out, she did like it. Yeah. And then the next scene is the mum stitching it to make it fit properly. Yeah. And I just thought... It is a typical mum thing to do, isn't it? That they've just been rowing. They've still got the dress. Yeah, exactly. And then she's sat up at like midnight sewing it to make it fit. I yeah. thought it's quite. It's quite sweet, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. And when she's getting different jobs to try and support herself, I think you just see that side of things of parents that you took for granted as a kid. Hmm. That they do a lot more than 
you expected. Yeah. You? It's for that scene where she goes like, right, write me down a number. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a big job and I'm gonna pay you back the money <laughs> that it costs to raise me. <laughs> and I was just like, Oh my goodness, I did that. <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just loved How's it. I just going? thought it was just sorry? <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> Sorry, Mum. <laughs> My mum won't even remember, I don't think. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just, I just really loved it. Where would you over under it? It's a tricky one, isn't it? Mm. Um... Personally, I would say it was over Submarine. Right, okay. I thought Submarine um, was a very good film, but I've not rushed back to see it. But I would have probably put it under uh, myself would have been um, Juno. Juno? No, I'd yeah. say it was better than Juno. Would you? Yeah. All right, okay, nice. What would you put it under then? So if it's over Juno for you? Um, I put it under Brooklyn. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, another and I know it's another one of hers, but I was more just thinking, it's still, all right, it's not quite the same age group, but it's set in a different era. I feel like it is though, isn't it? But it's the fact that she's, yeah, she's probably late teens, early 20s in that, isn't she? And she's she's trying to find herself and settle in in a different country even. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd put it under that. Desperate for that adventure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I wonder if you could watch it as a, like a double bill. If you imagine uh, Lady Bird going off and suddenly becoming Irish and moving to Brooklyn. She eventually gets to where all the culture is. Oh, well, true, she does in the film. Yeah. <laughs> That's where she's aiming for, isn't she? It is, yeah. But what if it was the other way? In that, the I can't remember the character's name in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. but she moves to Brooklyn... And then meets the husband. Yeah. And then they settle in California. And she's actually Lady Bird's Lady grandmother. Lady Bird's mum. <laughs> <laughs> what would it be called? The uh, the, Sushiro, the, the uh, SCU? Or is it the Movie Universe? MU. Yeah, the SMU. <laughs> SRMU. Sesharon and Movie, Movieverse. Or <laughs> Universe. <laughs> Multiverse. Multiverse, yeah. <laughs> I like that. You could watch them on a loop then, couldn't you? Lady yeah. Bird, Brooklyn, Lady Bird, Brooklyn. <laughs> but I, th- I think they're both brilliant films. But to be oh, fair, yeah. yeah, I'd put it under Brooklyn myself. Mm. Yeah, I but agree I'd, with I'd that. actually say it's above Juno. Juno. Yeah, but I don't. yeah we'll I've go, not watched we'll Juno go, in a good while. But... We'll go over Submarine. Yeah. I thought, well, would you say Juno was that like a 2007, 2008 film? Yeah, that's why yeah. she gets pregnant, don't she? Yeah, I suppose it's maybe set a few years later into the It's a bit 2000s. quirkier as well, isn't it? Is it? Um, Michael Cena. Yeah. As a gangly boyfriend. Yeah, cool. Yeah, well, I loved it. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I did. Not yeah. too Effety Jeffity either. That was something I was worried about. I'm not a fan of, of the Effety Jeffities, but I think there's about nine in there. And I wouldn't say they're forgivable, but it's certainly not like... Huh. Don't stand out too much. They don't stand out too much, yeah. So, so Luke, you ready for more like this? Bit more like this, and we'll decide exactly. what we're watching next week. Yes, or four next week, should I say? Not last week, week we watched Me Before You, and then we've got to find ourselves another uh, another film to watch on our streaming movie of the fortnight. I've got some really cryptic questions. On oh, that. no. 
Can I ask my question first? You can go for your number one first, yeah. All right, then. So, Luke, the Han Solo film poster yeah. has been causing a bit of a controversy Ooh. this week. I've Why? Heard this. I've had a busy week. I've not been online much. Oh, no. That's no excuse, mate. I really haven't been online at all. Oh, all right. Do you, you do not know the answer, then? No. Okay, so uh, all four of the posters, so you've got the, the Kira, the Chewie, Lando, and Solo. Yeah. They're all the font, and then in the background, it's kind of like a, a poster, a piece of paper, and the letters are cut out, and then in the background, you've got Han Solo. Anyway, some guy on Twitter said, Disney, I think you need to, uh, I think you owe this guy some money, and there's like a series of Funk and Soul albums. Oh, right, and it's copied And they're it. all exactly the same. Really? And these are albums from 2015, I think. Right, so not even that. Like, it's not like you've the, yeah, something you from the 60s in, or 70s. Exactly. And you look at it, you're like, whoa, those are exactly the same posters. Right. Yeah. Even the colours. Yeah. Uh, the Kira, which is the pink poster, it's got a lady as well. Yeah. And I think that's like a, the, I think it's the art of jazz or something. Right. Yeah. It's okay. hilarious. That's really bad. Yeah. What's your question? Okay. So Black Panther, mm-hmm. I think it's going to make me laugh this because I asked him this question and she... She gave me some some really funny answers. Right. So, back in the 1990s, okay. there was in development for a Black Panther movie, and a well-known action star was set to play the lead, and even wrote some script treatment for the film. Do you it's know the who guy who played Blade, wasn't it? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, I'm trying to think of his name now. Oh my goodness, it's there somewhere. I want to say... Wesley Snipes. That's it. Oh, nice. Oh, nice one. That's good. <laughs> oh, Kim had me in stitches. Why? What was she saying? Well, I asked the question. Granted, we were just getting in bed and she was quite tired. Mm-hmm. First answer was Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> A black-faced Tom Cruise. <laughs> and then I said, I said, no, I think it's Black Panther. And she goes, Jackie Chan. <laughs> I shouldn't even laugh at it. Oh my goodness, so, that's amazing. Yeah, so that was my... Uh, I nearly wet myself. <laughs> no, I like she got upset for me laughing at her, so yeah, there we go. <laughs> cool. Right. Uh, my second question, Luke. So how well were you paying attention to Black Panther? Oh, right. So there was a character called Shuri. Shuri. Who was Shuri? Who was Shuri? Mm. A small character. Well, she was one of the many women in the film. Was she the girl with Killmonger? The girl with Killmonger. Was there not one? No, I don't think there was me. Yeah, there was. The one that helped him break the stuff out of the... No, no sorry, mate. Shuri was Black Panther's little sister. Oh, the tech that should have been really easy, shouldn't it? <laughs> should I should have gone been. a bit better That's why that. I went for it. I thought, here's a good one. It'll give him a point. <laughs> So we're uh, two. Well, we're one nil now. You, you say that, but you actually all the way through was talking about Black Panther called Killmonger Kilgrave. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then every other was, uh... every other character you referred to by, by the, the actor's name, you didn't actually call one person by the. Oh, co- all right, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> getting me on that one. Well, if you'd have said who were the Dora Milaje, he was the like the aide to Black no, Panther. No, that was the warrior women. I'm thinking Daniel Alua. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was, uh, he was the, the guy, uh, you know, the bold chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was the one who was like, who carried on referring to her as my love. Yeah. So I know she what you was mean, part yeah. of the Dora, 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 Dora Malage. Yeah. They went, they had like a full on spin off comic series and everything, right. those guys. You got me a second question, Luke. I have. So 
how many puppets were required for early man? Per or altogether? Altogether. I'm hoping that I can kind of get this because I watched um, Adam, Adam Savage uh, went to Ardman. Right. And I think they had about 20, between 20 and 30 puppets per character. 1,200 puppets. Ooh, too many. Uh, 273. That was about five times too many, wasn't it? <laughs> but, to be fair, it wasn't a bad guess because they had 3,000 interchangeable mouths. Yeah, and they're all are they all 3D printed as well? I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're all, all right. 3D printed and then the, the CGI out there. Oh, no, the, the, the mouths. Mm. All the mouths are handcrafted. Are they? Right, 3,000 okay. handcrafted interchangeable mouths. Right, I think it might be the skeletons are 3D, and they're right. like the magnetic. Uh, and right. they're, yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. worth watching the, um, I think it's tested on YouTube, and they do a like a series, right. it's about half an hour. Right. They interview this guy who's in charge of the mixing. Yeah. And he just makes all the skin tones and colours for for the plasticine. Right. Proper entertaining. That was a good question. The next, my last one's really tedious. Oh, is it? Yeah, right. sorry. Well, I've got one. So. Is it, what is it, one one nil? It's uh, one nil at the moment. Yeah. yeah, one nil to me. So, Luke. Yeah. A very high grossing Hollywood blockbuster from this coming summer has had a date change. Which film is it? It's been moved back one week in America to be in line with its European release. High grossing blockbuster. Yeah, very high, gro- a very high. Well, a, a film that's going to come out that's going to make a lot of money, a blockbuster, and it's had a date change in America. Is the Avengers? Yes, it is. Well done. Thank you. I shouldn't felt like that was quite easy. That was an easier one. <laughs> so they moved it back a week. Well, you see, I just the only thing that gave weeks. it away really was that it's usually released in Europe first, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. I don't. They've not done that with Star Wars yet, but no. they've done that with all. So the, why have they uh, moved it back? I don't know. Uh, there's loads of videos and theories about right. why they have or haven't left it where it is. It's, it's going to make a big knock-on effect to the rest of the uh, the films coming out okay. in the summer, yeah, and what sort of money they'll make. Pretty big news. So anyway. Mine isn't news. All it's, right, it's let's really go for tedious. it. So from Early Man. Okay. Which is starring Tom Hiddleston. All right. Tom Hiddleston has... Salachophobia. Salachophobia. Which is a phobia of what? I'm now, I've pulled this off IMDb, so if it's not, if he doesn't actually have salachophobia, I'm it's, sorry. It's fear of sneezing. No. Oh, I definitely watched an IGN video where they were talking about this IMDb trivia. It's, yeah. Is it the fear of. I shouldn't really be having any more uh, options. Well, classic is a wrong one, but you can still guess again. Uh, I'm going to say feet. No. Oh. It's, you know what? It's a really obvious fear. Salacha. Which is a bit daft. Fear of sharks. Oh! <laughs> I, know <that> <laughs> <laughs> I know that now. But everyone's afraid of sharks. Exactly. So it's a bit oh. odd, isn't it? Salacha phobia. I was, I was snaffling around for a third question. I, I like that. That was I'll really go good. That. <laughs> tedious. tedious. That has nothing to do with films. I felt like, well, it was, yeah, I suppose it, it was linked to Early Man. Yeah. And the Avengers, technically. Well, though, I could have gone with that, couldn't I? If you'd have just worked on your segues, Luke, yeah. you'll get there. Yeah, we would have, actually. <laughs> nice. Well, that's the show this week. Well, wait, no, it's not. It isn't, is it? <laughs> what are you watching next week? <laughs> not even that. We've All not right. decided what. The- oh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> I don't know. But that was 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Right, okay, so 
Are we using both points or are what? we using one point? Well, normally it's whoever wins chooses with how many points oh, you get. Oh, so we're so going to have to get, go to sudden death. Do we get a move each? I suppose we do then, yeah. So where yeah. are you going? We're on a... So who moves first? Well, you guessed, you. well, should we go with you guessed first? So, I or you questioned first. first, so you move first. Well, I recently was looking through in preparation for okay. this film. And I'm going to pick an actor. Hmm. I think may have been in the background at some point. Okay. But we're going actors and I'm going to pick Richard Goldling. Golding? Richard Golding. Let me find him. And that will move us on to... Oh, he was one of his friends, wasn't he? Yeah. Now, there's not a heck of a lot to pick from. Basically, <laughs> so you, I forced you into a corner with this okay. one. <laughs> what, you, what you're trying to imply is you want to watch Iron Lady. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose I've picked it up enough. Well, that's fair enough. <laughs> it I is available a... for streaming as well. That's good. And it is... I don't know whether it's super relevant, but we uh, were talking about the Oscars recently. Yeah. And uh, we got a bit of the old... Uh, I shouldn't Meryl. say a bit of the old Meryl Streep. A We've bit of Meryl Streep. A bit of Meryl Streep. Yeah, don't talk down Meryl Streep. I know, you can't talk down Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep could play Batman if she wanted to. <laughs> and be amazing. And be amazing at it. She um, she won an Oscar for this as well. Cool. Right, so we'll check it out. Um, I, to be honest, I, I did want to watch it at the time, but you know when it's one of them and it's like yeah. a, a politics film and it's... I know. Is it going to be boring? Who knows? We'll find out. Well, you know what, mate? If you don't enjoy it, well, you can always blame it on Richard Golding. Got Richard Golding. We'll mm. never watch a thing with you in again if mm. it's rubbish. <laughs> well, then well you're kind us... of running out, to be honest. He's only done two films. And <laughs> <laughs> we've seen him. So, then, to be fair, though, it leads us on to a good few films. And a few yeah. good few ones that are on... A few Meryl Streep films. Yeah. Crazy Heart. Crazy Heart's quite a good Stuck film. Stuck on You. Do you remember that one? Stuck Matt on Damon. You. It's a Siamese twin. Yeah. Then we got all the Bond films we could get to if you wanted, mate. I've not got stuck on you in my IMDb. The, oh, the possibilities stuck are on en- you. they're endless. Yeah, she's she's she plays herself, I think. Oh right, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so what are you watching this week? What am I watching? Well, I'm going to go and watch Lady Bird again. Yeah, with the missus, and then I'm looking forward to. Well, by the time this is out, we'll have already watched it, but Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. I'm looking forward to that. Really hyped. I'm thinking it will break. As the... it's got closer and closer, I've got more and more excited. Yeah. It was just ridiculous, but <laughs> I, I was saying before, wasn't it? The the trailer, the I'm a Survivor trailer. Yeah. Where it's like slows down the Destiny's Child song. <laughs> it's, I don't know what it is, but I think that's one of my favourite trailers I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. Have you played the it's... game? No. Do you do a reboot of the game? No, no. I had a little go at yours that mm. time, but not properly. But I think it's just the fact that there's. It's not a loud trailer, you know, yeah. for the amount of action. It's quite slowed down. You've got the music really slow, and then you, it breaks in with a little bit of action. I think it's it's a really well-made trailer. I'm hoping that it, obviously, it's not going to be super grounded in reality, but as as extreme as something realistically could get. Yeah. Leaping off the side of a an old... Waterfall. Yeah, onto a plane, a rusty plane, and then jumping off that down a mountain. It, it really, it's not out. You know, it's not out of the question to expect that to be a possibility. No, you know. So uh, yeah, we're gonna watch week. that. And then we've also uh, we're going to the Light Cinemas putting on a preview screening, a secret something. screening of something, which we're hoping is we're hoping is Ready Player One or Isle of Dogs. Either of those two, I'd be. Yeah, well, I have a horrible feeling though that it's going to be Pacific Rim Two. Oh. <laughs> But I might have to watch the first one then. Yeah. At least I've um, 
I've got my unlimited card now, so if it's rubbish, I can just leave. We can just leave and go and watch something else, can't we, next yeah. door? I'm really hoping, I think, though, it's going to be I Love Dogs because that's already had a release in America, I think. And it was nominated for a few Oscars, so it's right. definitely already had its... its, its... I'm looking forward to that. Mm, Every dog too. looks like my old dog. Bit of Wes Anderson. Every, apart from the colour. Every dog looks like your old dog. Yeah, they've got that, like, <laughs> you know, that scruffy, wiry fur. Right, okay. Oh, like. every dog in there. Yeah. I thought you meant every dog in general. No, not on Crofts. <laughs> I don't so. know. This, this, uh, this Shih Tzu looks just like my Great Dane. <laughs> right, well, if it's you want to get... eyes. Uh, <laughs> Look at him. He's on four legs. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to get in contact with the show, you can do that on Twitter. It's uh, at sparkle underscore pod. Or you, uh, email. You can email us as well with uh, at the Sparkle Motion. No, it's not at the... It's the Sparkle Motion Podcast at gmail.com. That's it for now. Tune in next week when we're watching The Iron Lady. Thank you. Bye. Bye.